St. Leo 360, a 360-degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. And on this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Bill Elders, who is a graduate enrollment counselor here at St. Leo University. Bill, thanks for joining us. Great to be with you, Greg. Absolutely. So today we are talking about the DCJ program, otherwise known as the Doctor of Criminal Justice. And uh, first off, Bill, I'd, I'd like to delve into the program and then we'll get into your background and kind of how you got into this role as an enrollment counselor and specifically working on the DCJ. So first off, uh, I I did want to mention that this is one of three doctoral programs that we have at St. Leo, Uh, the other two being our DBA, which is our Doctor of Business Administration program, and then also the EDD, which is the Doctor of Education and this DCJ program was launched in the fall of 2018. So uh, first off, Bill, let's talk about the long history that St. Leo has had uh, as far as criminal justice programs go. I know we've offered criminal justice for quite a while and I feel like it's kind of our bread and butter program, you know, here at St. Leo. I guess you could say uh, our criminal justice programs here at St. Leo has been one of the staples Uh, that's been here for a very long time, Uh, going all the way back to when uh, the academy was held here at uh, St. Leo for law enforcement professionals and then uh, progressed on through the years uh, up until uh, 2004 when we started the master's program and then uh, the online version of that in 2008. And we've been going strong ever since and then launched this program for DCJ in 2018. I see. Interesting. And talk about kind of the reasons behind offering uh, a doctoral program in criminal justice here. Well, for a very long time, we were able to put a lot of our military and uh, law enforcement uh, through their master's uh, programs, and we saw a need for uh, developing a doctor of criminal justice program. Uh, Importantly, uh, we didn't. We did not want just another PhD uh, criminal justice program out there. We wanted something that was practitioner-based and that would literally give our law enforcement professionals the opportunity to finish a doctorate and uh, put with that their experience uh, that they've had along the way and better uh, contribute to the law enforcement and correct, uh, criminal justice world. Right. No, I see. Let's talk about uh, who who this program is really geared toward. Who are we targeting as far as this DCJ program? Well, interestingly enough, it's been a kind of a uh, large pool of people we've been able to reach with this program that it, it has been applicable to their profession. Uh, some of the folks are leaders at different training facilities uh, across the nation. Uh, others are instructors at either the community, state colleges, or even universities. Uh, some are leaders at uh, police academies, uh, substance abuse centers. We're starting to see some folks coming uh, to the program from facilities that uh, deal with a lot on the social work side of things as well. So they're, they're getting out of that uh, some important information they need uh, to 
help them in their careers. Also, a lot of them are wanting to teach outside of where they work and uh, continue uh, a second career, if you will, uh, after they retire and talking to uh, folks going through the criminal justice uh, degrees and their education and being able to contribute uh, to that, that uh, pool of people that are in need of education. I see. So definitely quite a variety of individuals coming to us for this program. Correct. Now, from what I understand, there are two tracks within this program. Can you talk about those two tracks? Yes, and that's what uh, one of the things I really like about the DCJ program is that uh, it does have an education track as well as a homeland security track. Uh, the education track, it starts out, uh, well, let me put it this way. Uh, these tracks are the last three courses that students will take uh, in their core courses for this uh, particular program. And it starts out the education track with talking about instructional technology. Uh, if there were ever a time that we need to be uh, teaching students how to develop their skills as professors or instructors on the technical side of things, it's today. And this course, it deals with a lot of those things, instructional design, some of the technologies that we're using in the classroom today from whiteboards. Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, the uh, technologies that we're using online whether it's Blackboard or we're using D2L or Canvas or some of the instructional design uh, platforms that are out there, uh, some of these um, technologies are allowing us to put into uh, use things like gaming, which is going to be uh, very important to some of the new uh, students that are coming into these programs today and being able to use these uh, platforms to better educate them in something they can adapt to and already are pretty proficient in and uh, make learning uh, more not as a chore but as something that they can really love. I see. Very interesting. And I did want to mention this is uh, an online program, but I think one of the unique aspects of it is the fact that there are a few residencies built into the program. Uh, where students actually can get together and, and you know, in person meet faculty members, fellow students. Could you talk about that some? Yes, it is a uh, it is an online program. Uh, the majority of it is going to be online, just like our master's uh, programs work. Uh, however, uh, what we wanted to do is to have um, a program set up so that students could really feel uh, part of what St. Leo has to offer, the culture that is here, and uh, being able to see our main campus when students begin the program, they travel here to St. Leo, Florida, and when they're here, they're able to see what we already know, that it's a beautiful campus. Uh, it has a lot of resources here available to students, whether it's the uh, library that is online, the databases that we have where they can do the majority of their research uh, for each one of the courses that they go through. Uh, they can also, uh, you know, see that we have uh, on-site, you know, career services that can help them. A lot of our students have already finished their career or maybe at the end of their careers, but there are some that are coming into this particular program for DCJ that are looking to launch out into the law enforcement uh, world. Uh, whether it's on the federal side or the local or even state side. Uh, but uh, the first time they come, the first day is an orientation day. They'll spend three days of lecture here 
uh, with one of our professors. And then about six months later, they traveled to our Newport News uh, uh, Education Center in Newport News, Virginia, and they'll go through a course called Qualitative Research Methods. The last time they get together or will ever have to travel for this particular program is about two and a half years into the program, and they'll travel to the Atlanta Education Center and go through a course there called Law Policy and Social Order. Importantly, they'll see that St. Leo is not just confined to a a physical campus here in St. Leo, Florida, but we are literally have multiple uh, education centers across the East Coast of the United States and even all the way out to the West Coast of the United States and see that we have many resources and a lot of folks in those areas are already familiar with St. Leo as they've uh, finished their master's degree at our centers, some hybrid uh, Uh, courses that they've taken along the way have got them used to that but uh, we're hoping that you know to allow folks to see who we are and how vast we are and able to help them uh, through their career right very nice really gives them a full like you said exposure to not only university campus but some of our education centers and kind of gives them that that broad view of the university which I think is really really neat yes it is Let's uh, dive into some of the topics covered within uh, this DCJ program. I know you mentioned the two tracks. Uh, what are some of some of the general courses that uh, you know a student in either track would be taking, and, and some of the topics covered? Well, Greg, importantly in this uh, particular program, uh, students will start out with a leadership course, and. Uh, One of the things that we want to emphasize, uh, no matter where a person is in their law enforcement career, whether they're at the beginning of it or at the end of it, leadership is paramount uh, to everything that is done. Uh, Here in the leadership course, they'll go uh, talk about different models of leadership and theories. Uh, Then they'll go into a course called critical incident management. Anything to do with law enforcement, there's always going to be a critical incident somewhere at some point. And being able to handle that and be able to organize that is important. Uh, They'll talk about international perspectives in law enforcement. Not everybody across the world and internationally does law enforcement the same way that we do. Uh, I think we feel that we do it better than anyone else. Uh, But uh, it's great to hear different perspectives and learn from others. Uh, There may be some things that they do better than we do, and we can adopt those things into our uh, law enforcement agencies. Criminology theory, human resource management, uh, juvenile justice, uh, some of the social trends that are impacting our communities today, uh, we'll cover that. Uh, We've just changed one of our courses uh, from data analytics to a course uh, that's called action research. The action research uh, design will help students being able to better identify issues, whether it's in their agencies, communities, uh, whether no matter what level it is, whether it's on the local, state, federal, national level, international level, but to inter- to identify some of those issues and being able to uh, put that along with their coursework and uh, better help them to develop their dissertation uh, towards the end of the program. They'll also talk about correctional philosophies, uh, global extremism, migration, law policy, and social frameworks uh, will be covered throughout Uh, the program helping students to uh, develop the ideas that they have for their dissertation and topic and uh, at the end of the day be able to put all of those ideas together and develop a a, a very successful 
and uh, dissertation that they can they can do their oil defense with. Oh wow, that is quite a quite a curriculum, quite a mix of courses, and it sounds like a lot of practicality as well within the curriculum. And I think that's what's important about this. All of our professors here, I, I'm not aware of any that have less than 20 years experience in law enforcement. Uh, they've worked in all kinds of divisions throughout their law enforcement career, and they bring that to the classroom, whether it's online or in person, uh, at the uh, residency requirements. But uh, they bring that to the student, and the student uh, in this program, I think they, they are very uh, fortunate to be able to have that expertise. Uh, behind this coursework right no doubt i know just in general we're so lucky to have so many experienced faculty members that have that practical experience they can bring you know to to the classroom absolutely i know you did mention the dissertation which i know is kind of a cornerstone of most doctoral programs let's uh talk a little bit about that the dissertation is one of those things that uh, I think all doctoral students, uh, they fear. Right. They have a lot of anxiety uh, going yep. into that. And so uh, one of the things that uh, Dr. Deemer, who is the program director and uh, the faculty has wanted to do is to remove some of that anxiety uh, out of the way and, and let students know that it's not going to be an academic hazing. Uh, it's a process that uh, all students go through in a doctoral program, but we want to make it one where they can uh, be challenged and at the same time know that they can be successful. Hmm. And so the first course in the dissertation, uh, students are going to uh, they're going to write their chapter one, two, and three. They'll cover their introduction, problem statement, purpose of their study, literature review, which is the, the meat of their uh, their paper that they're going to be writing their dissertation their research question uh, they'll deal with their methodology the draft of their design and, the, and then their dissertation pr uh, proposal uh, the second course is going to they're going to develop uh, and submit their proposal to the institutional review board and that's something they got to be very good at and it's got to be clear and concise and on point uh, because you want that to pass. The longer that you go through that process, uh, it's not good. Uh, we want to make sure that everything is, is ready to go there. So the third course, they'll continue to work on that, uh, get that approval from the IRB, and then start their data collection and analysis of that data uh, for their project. And in the last course, the fourth course, this is when they're going to bring everything together they're going to bring all five chapters together. They're going to bring all of their data together. They're going to put together uh, their manuscript and get ready for their oral defense. Uh, sometimes I, I chuckle a little bit at that because it <laughs> seems like we do all of this work for all of these three years and about four months that it takes to go through this program. And the dissertation uh, oral defense will take about 45 minutes to an hour uh, to complete. So, wow. uh, But everybody's looking forward to that, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I do find it interesting that it's it is the dissertation is built into the courses rather than just being, you know, one course or kind of the right. final capstone. There are those those steps leading up to it, which I think can be helpful. Exactly. Exactly. You. That's that's one thing through a doctoral program. Uh, students want to be working towards that end goal constantly and consistently uh, right. from start to finish. Yeah, that's a wonderful, you know, option that we have there. 
Let's uh, let's talk about careers. You know, obviously, with say a traditional college student, they may get a degree and hope that that degree can help them launch, you know, a new career or just a career in general. Say if they're you know a traditional college age student. As far as doctoral programs, though, you know, obviously, students in these programs probably have quite a few years of experience, you know, within some type of discipline. And uh, so with this particular doctoral program, what would you say, you know, upon completion of it, uh, what, uh, what types of career opportunities would be available? Well, with a doctoral program, the majority of the students going through the program are looking forward to uh, retiring uh, from active law enforcement or even active military and teaching. Uh, for right. the, most, of, most of the folks in the program, uh, they're retiring early 50s. And so sitting on the couch for the next 25 years is just not an option. <laughs> They've been very active through their life. They've got a lot of experience. So they're wanting to take that experience, put it with formal education, and being able to teach and contribute back uh, to the criminal justice uh, uh, profession. So we're going to see a lot of professors uh, come out of this program. Uh, there are folks that are looking uh, to excel uh, in their own uh, career choice that they've made. Uh, some are looking to be executives in uh, whether it's nonprofits or uh, for-profit organizations. Uh, administrators at universities, they can, they can certainly benefit from having their doctorate degree. And if they're wanting to uh, stay around the criminal justice uh, profession, this will be an excellent program for them. Even if they want to branch out a little bit, it's still going to give them some leadership courses and it's going to give them some other things that they can use as administrators in universities or colleges as well. I see. And then uh, kind of on that note, what, uh, what are some examples of some of the students currently enrolled in the program as far as what they're currently doing? Is it primarily those that are you know, active within law enforcement? The majority of them are going to be uh, active or getting ready to retire uh, right. from law enforcement and ready to launch their next uh, area of their life, which is going to be uh, probably teaching. Uh, however, uh, we, we do have some retired military or, or military that are still active waiting to finish their careers. The last cohort that we had we had one gentleman that had just finished uh, just over 20 years in the military and wanting to get his doctorate degree. He had two master's degrees and wanted to uh, just continue to pursue education. Uh, we've had some, and, and interestingly enough, uh, we've had some from all branches of the military in the program, all different facets of law enforcement, and we've had corporate folks from the corporate security world uh, wanting to get their doctorate degree to enhance their own um, position in their companies. So we also, it, it's something that private investigators are looking at as well uh, because they do a lot of consulting work uh, as well as, as the private investigation end of things. So consulting is important. Uh, it's important to the private sector and also to the public sector. Right. Very well said. Now, as far as uh, just graduate criminal justice programs in general, and even doctoral programs, uh, from my understanding, there are very few, you know, doctoral programs specifically within criminal justice, aside from, say, a PhD in criminal justice. Can you kind of talk about the current, the current landscape, maybe trends within 
criminal justice at the graduate level out there? Well, the the trend is today that uh, I believe society in general is looking for a workforce in criminal justice that is better educated. Uh, we we today have uh, we have jurors that are better educated than they've ever been before. Uh, we have. Uh, a society today that's probably better educated than it's ever been in its history. At the same time, I think law enforcement has got to rise to that level as well. Uh, there's, the day is gone when uh, we can get by with just a high school education or possibly even an AA. Uh, so we're trying to encourage students to go back if they're wanting to move through their careers and uh, look at promotions later on and look at being able to lead an organization they're going to have to have the formal education to go along with that no longer is it the for the majority of uh, cities it's no longer the little uh, you know office on the corner somewhere but it's multi-million dollar organizations that are needing to be run and run effectively and efficiently and uh, the only way that happens is through education and learning how to do that so the trend i would say in the landscape today is is pushing our law enforcement professionals to complete their degrees wherever they are and to continue to pursue that uh, the doctoral programs uh, and I've, I've said this, if I've said it once, I've probably said it a thousand times. Uh, leaders, uh, we can't wait for leaders to be born uh, anymore. Things happen too fast today. We, a society is moving too fast. Trends are moving too fast. We have to be able to have people in place that have the degrees, that have the education to mentor people from the time that they start their career in law enforcement to when they finish their career, mold them to be the leaders of tomorrow. Uh, just like everybody else, I'm growing older, and uh, everybody else in the profession, they'll grow older. They have to have somebody that can fill those shoes, and to do that, they're going to have to be well-trained. Right. Very well said. Now, I did want to delve a little bit into your background. Uh, I know prior to St. Leo, uh, you were definitely involved in, in criminal justice yourself. If you could talk about your career and kind of the positions and and uh, accomplishments that you've had okay i'll be glad to do that um well first of all um i i wasn't always in law enforcement i uh many many years ago i spent a few years uh working in uh church services and building uh churches when i was very young hmm. and uh, later on uh, got into the private uh sector a little bit working as a uh machinist moved to florida and decided that uh law enforcement was for me and so got started working for in law enforcement for the uh, Florida Department of Corrections and working uh, in a state prison here in Florida. Oh, wow. Uh, went from that to the county jail here in Pasco County and decided that uh, I didn't know if I wanted to spend my entire career uh, locked in uh, more than most inmates will ever see <laughs> and uh, decided to transfer to the road. Once I did that, I uh, had the opportunity and the privilege of uh, serving the citizens here in Pasco County uh, as a patrol deputy and then working in community policing. That was uh, has always been really where my heart's been is working with the community and, and talking to them on the street about what affects them, what's impacting them. Uh, went from that to uh, being a corporal on the road and then as a uh, detective in property crimes went from that to vice and narcotics work there for about three and a half years and uh, hmm. 
went back to uh, property crimes and then out to the road as a sergeant and ended up uh, uh, leaving as a sergeant about four years ago now and came to uh, St. Leo to finish my degrees and, uh, you know, look forward to teaching and mm. eventually. Wow, very nice. What would you say you learned in, in all of those criminal justice roles that you might be able to, you know, relay to a prospective student or someone, you know, interested in criminal justice, whether it's a leadership position or maybe just in, you know, starting out entry-level-wise? Well, I would say that... Uh, especially when everybody's young everybody is thinking about uh, you know just working and making money and taking care of the family if they can spare the time to go back to school do it while you're young it's much easier uh, although it seems harder it is much easier to get those things done so that when you get to the end of your career and you will everybody gets there and uh, to have something else to do and continue to contribute there is always life after law enforcement. Uh, it takes a while to uh, figure that out, even after you retire, and not feel the, um, the adrenaline rush, I guess, all the time. And, uh, but get that education. Build that foundation while you're young. It'll help you to move uh, through your career, uh, to be able to excel, to be able to understand legal uh, issues that come up. And whether it's the legal issues of dealing with criminals on the street or it's the legal issues of running that organization, the education that you'll gain, especially here at St. Leo with the uh, practitioner-based courses that we have and those folks that are teaching these courses who've been there and done that and walked in your shoes and been where you've at where you're at and they've they've felt what you feel uh, it's important uh, to have that and uh, what I would tell them is to take advantage of it take advantage of every minute of a minute of it and get it done and uh, and the rest is will be history yeah that's great advice and I'm sure you can also, you know, relate to prospective students that you talk to, you know, in your role as a graduate enrollment counselor, just having had that, that background within criminal justice. Absolutely. Uh, I have a lot of students call me and it's, uh, they're a little apprehensive at first because they don't know who they're talking to. Uh, they're not quite sure, uh, you know, which route to go. Uh, the moment that I tell them that I've been where they are, I've felt what they feel, and uh, I understand uh, when they're talking about, you know, deciding whether to pursue this degree now or wait till they retire. It's almost as if you can hear the wall come down, and uh, their apprehension uh, goes away a little bit, knowing that they're talking to some someone that understands them. Hmm. Uh, too many times in law enforcement, we think we're uh, nobody understands, nobody hears hears us. And uh, but I can I can guarantee them here at St. Leo, we understand we know where you're coming from and we definitely know what you need when it comes to education. Right. All right. Well, I definitely want to thank you, Bill, uh, for your time. And I think uh, this has been a very informative conversation. And I hope everyone out there learned a lot about our Doctor of Criminal Justice program here at St. Leo University. So thank you, Bill, so much. Thank you very much, Greg. It's been my pleasure. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877 622 
2009 or visit stleo.edu.